Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we got two big games big, to big talk about. Big multiplayer game. Yeah. I funny how they, we got two multiplayer it games is, this it week. It is funny. We got Rampage. Yes. And we got Cash Man. Cash Man, which I am not. Yeah. Now, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, Rampage. Okay. Okay. So, you are a monster movie guy, right? Uh, yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Depends on the monster, right? I uh, say there are, there are several different types of monster movies. You got your Japanese ouvre uh, of your Godzilla, your Mothra. Yeah. Your these are the only two I know. Gamera. 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 Right. Victor the Children. Right. Um, and then you've got your Universal monsters. Yeah. Your classics. You got your what? Your Wolfman. Your mm-hmm. Mummy. Creature Dracula. from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. yeah. Where do you fall in these camps? Well, they both have their merits and flaws, but if I can walk the line. Listen, I've watched enough Japanese schlocky monster movies to, to, to kill a small pig. I've seen them all. Uh, I, I like, and I've, of course, I also am a big Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan, and they've covered quite a few of those. So I do like the, uh, the genre of crap Japanese garbage monster films. They're funny. The monsters do wacky stuff. <laughs> I, I think I have to say, not to be uh, uh, not to be too, too traditional, but I do like some some Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Godzilla does a lot of wacky stuff. I, I, I think it was Godzilla versus Megalon, where he actually he boxes, he'll dance occasionally. <laughs> you know, I like that. It's always funny. I also like Gamera, protecting the children, the big turtle with mm-hmm. the jet. Engines coming out of his Oh yeah, holes. I love that too. Gamera's awesome. He he, he flies spins around, spinning around like an idiot. <laughs> you know, I always thought that was funny. Uh, on the flip side, the Universal monsters. I mean, listen, you've got Dracula. You know, uh, uh, Bela Lugosi. He's the man. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. No, no, he was none of those guys. Uh, you've got uh, you've got Frankenstein. Boris Karloff, the great Boris Karloff. We just watched. Um, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the animated, uh, the original, Boris Karloff does the voice of the Grinch and as the narrator. Hmm, didn't and, know that. Oh, yeah, and Boris Karloff's just awesome. Awesome voice, just a great. But when he was Frankenstein, he didn't really speak, He though, didn't right? have to. But, yeah. I mean, he is a tremendous, got a tremendous speaking voice. Kind of ironic that they and cast him in that he role. He actually has worked with Bela Lugosi. Bor- Boris Karloff was also the mummy, wasn't he? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, wasn't that Lon Chaney? Oh, no, Lon Chaney was Wolfman. Junior? I don't remember. Well, I mean, I think, I don't remember exactly. I want to take Lon Chaney by the hand. No, it's Charles Atlas by oh, the hand. Okay. Your way up. Don't try to quote Rocky Horror, pal. Mm-hmm. No. Which, by the way, that was an homage to some of that schlocky crap as well, which, of course, I love that. So, I like them both. Uh, the Mummy, eh, not so much. The Wolfman, eh. What about Creature from the Black Lagoon? It's funny, I saw that in 3D. Mm-hmm. Simulated 3D. Not and, real 3D. Well, I mean, they did something to it, uh, and uh, it was better then. I wasn't a big fan of that one either, to be honest with you. It's okay. I just feel like if there's a creature in the Black Lagoon, don't go in the Black Lagoon. You know, just avoid yeah, but it. Have you seen the movie? They're, no. stu- they're out there doing stuff. They're not just, they're, what are they doing? It's all like, let's go find the creature. What could it be so important? They're doing scientific research or hunting for gold. Or who cares? They're doing something. <laughs> Why are you in a lagoon anyway? Yeah. You know. Unless you ever see Blue Lagoon? Oh, man, did I see that. Yeah, well, that, that. That was a whole different type of creature, yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that movie played a formative Ooh, role hot. in my life. Yeah, no kidding. Brooke Shields. Good sweet lordy. 
But uh, uh, yeah, you, that's a tangent right there. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, I, I, hey, listen, when it comes to monster movies, I like your Japanese, I like your dish. I like the Hammer stuff, Hammer House of Horror. That's too, it's too bloody for Are me. You, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, awesome, you know. What's Peter Cushing? Peter Cushing? What do you mean? What's Peter Cushing? Is an actor? Oh, I thought it was like something else. You've never heard of Peter Cushing? Mm-mm. It sounds like a stop on the on the underground. Listen, you know, doors this, open on the left. There's Peter a lot Cushing. of people in the UK that listen to the show, and I please direct all your complaints to idiot boy here. He doesn't know who Peter Cushing. You know who Christopher Lee is, don't you? Yeah, he's okay. Sour Man. Well, I mean, yeah, but he was he was Dracula way before that. Peter Nobody Cushing. remembers him for that. Uh, just move along. I can't talk to you anymore about that. What's your next topic, Boat? Okay. Cashman. Cashman, eh? Yeah. What, what about Cashman? Just flipping right to it? <laughs> just skipping right over Rampage? Well, I feel like we've covered Rampage. We haven't even started. Let's All cover right. Rampage. All right, let's cover Rampage first. So, <clears throat> when I heard that there was a Rampage uh, for... <laughs> what the heck? When I heard it was a rampage. Tonight there's going to be uh, on, a rampage. On, on the Coco. I got excited, Boat. Extremely mm-hmm. excited. And uh, lo and behold. Holy cow, this is the wrong video. <laughs> I was wondering about that. That's okay. Just keep you know, going. No, I, want to, I want to stop for a minute because, you know, you brutalized Donkey King. A while what? Back. I was not hard on and Donkey King. And now Donkey King's having his revenge by showing up here in front of you on the monitor when it's supposed to be Rampage. Look at that game. I want. I think this is a good time to, for you to formally apologize, everyone, for the for the horrible mis, the misdeed and disservice you did, Donkey King. Okay, I apologize for all the Donkey King folks out there. You because you got caught on the carpet this week, and you know of, who you are. Yeah, because of your hideous, hideous attitude. So anyway, getting back to Rampage. Uh, when I heard this was available in the Coca, I was trepidatious. Let's just put it that way. I was like, man, what's this going to be like? So. What you've got here is a port of Rampage. Uh, came out in 89. This is a color computer 3 only release. It's immediately apparent that this was a Coco 3 game. This is a 128K minimum Coco 3 release. Mm-hmm. Uh, this also has RGB monitor support. If you've got the RGB hookup on the bottom of the Coco, mm-hmm. it gives you the option. It, it asks you at the beginning, it says, I yep. must know. Now, this was authored by the legendary Coco uh, uh, programmer, Steve Bjork. Now, uh, I went over, you know, this guy is synonymous with quality Coco things. I'm, I'm putting a list here of his of his other efforts. I want to go over some of these, but just briefly. But he actually did some non-Coco stuff that I didn't even know about that I found. So just get this. this I'm just going to read off some of his credits here. He did Popcorn, Megabug, Sands of Egypt, Clowns and Balloons. He did the Zaxxon port. He did Guana Buana, which I remember, Stellar Lifeline, Desert Rider, Pitfall 2, which was really good, one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, with Dr. J. Oh, yeah. Super Pitfall, Mine Rescue, Bash, Snake Pit, and Rampage. He also did uh, Arkanoid, all right? He also did some other stuff, but he actually did some stuff not on the Coco. He did, and I get this, Boaster. He did Crystal Quest on the Game Boy. He did the Super Nintendo version of the Rocketeer. Remember that? Wow. I've got I actually own that game. Huh. Right? Uh, Chess Master on the Game Gear. Captain Planet on the Genesis. He was involved in that. Iron Hammer on Genesis 3D. So this guy got around. Bass Masters Classic. Who could forget that on the Super Nintendo? The Mask on the Super Nintendo. Bass Masters Classic Pro, which is cool. And get this, my favorite credit. The Mileage Computer... PC device for recording road trip mileage. So I guess he did some sort of thing with uh, 
outside of the gaming world. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I love that. So this guy is well-traveled and well-thought of when it comes to uh, Coco and uh, programming abroad. Now, right away, uh, you are presented with the opportunity to play Rampage. Rampage, Rampage was up to three players. Mm -hmm. This is astounding to me. And until Curtis mentioned it in the... Uh, in the chat earlier, I didn't know you there were any games that really you could play with three players, and there's actually one you can play with four players, which maybe we'll cover at some point in the future. So, just right out of the gate, we've both played a, a lot of Rampage. If you're not familiar with it, uh, it's an arcade game where you pick one of three big-sized monsters to go and terrorize various towns. Uh, the monsters are called uh, George, Lizzie, and Ralph. Uh, with uh, uh, the, the George, I believe is the is the King Kong guy. Lizzie is the giant lizard, and I believe Ralph is the giant wolf man. Now, as a, a monster movie aficionado, is yeah. there any meaning behind those particular names? Like, of course, Lizzie, lizard. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, good one. You figured that one out. Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> um, is there any meaning behind them? Not that I'm aware of. To be completely honest with you. Uh, I, I, obviously, they're, you can tell what they're based on, but that's pretty much the long and short of it. So, uh, in the arcade version of this, you pick No, one. no, I don't know what they're based on. Like, King Kong. The, uh, but like what Godzilla. does George have to do George with that? George is a, a giant wolf. That's all I can tell you. I don't, that I don't know. George is not a giant wolf. Oh, George is know. King no, Kong. I don't know why they named them that. Okay. I, that's what you're asking. Yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, but uh, anyway, you pick one of these three uh, giant creatures who have been screwed over by this lab. I believe in the sequel, you find out it's Scum Labs. Hmm. And you are, go around and you uh, start crushing buildings anywhere you can and yeah. eating people. Mm -hmm. uh, in the original Rampage, this is, which is what this port is of, you, you come up on a screen. Well, first there'll be a, a thing that tells you what city you're in. There's a little message. And then you'll go sort of like a, a ticker, a news ticker. Mm -hmm. I used to work, I'm so old that I used to work, I used to work at a radio station. The news, AP news, would come across on one of these printers. Uh, on demos. the wire, yeah, yeah. It would come across, and you'd read the printout. Mm -hmm. Like, this just in. Yeah. I did that. That's it's, awesome. That's crazy. That's very cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, then you will pick your monster, and you go out and just try to trash the city. And and you and what you do is uh, you try to bl punch buildings and kick them and to make the uh, buildings fall down. You also try to eat people, try to blow up trains and tanks and cars, the whole nine yards. <clears throat> and it's a fun game. It was a three-player game in the arcade. So uh, here comes the Coco version of this. Again, I was not familiar with this. Uh, the Coco uh, version was on cartridge, and again, came out in '89. So again, you're uh, given the choice of the monitor type, and you get to choose which uh, character you want. You've got your. You, it supports left and right joystick plus the keyboard as a player, so you can have three players at once. Now, you've played a ton of this. What did you think about this when it popped up the first time you saw it? Give me your initial thoughts. Oh, I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked that it looked this good. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't believe that, um, of course, you know, I, I don't have a ton of experience with the Coco 3 as a platform. Right. And, um, you know, it also, I had to go back because it had been a while since I played Rampage on anything other than the arcade. Right. Because uh, when you got Mame, it sort of makes you not want to play a lot of conversions. It does. Um, and I had to go back, and, and I thought, boy, this really looks good. Does it really look? You know, does this look? And it did. It looks very, very markedly similar to the arcade. And then I was like, well, I remember most of the time playing this on the Nintendo. Right. 
and I went back to the Nintendo, and boy, was I disappointed. Yeah. This is this was not a good port on the NES. Um, I played this game. I had a blast. Um, I enjoyed... There are several things that I enjoy about this port. One is the amount of color on the screen. Yeah. There's a, an astounding amount of color. Um, I like the fact that there's both military guys and civilians. And some of these ports, they remove the civilians, which is like half the fun of the game. Um, I like the fact that you can see the helicopters flying in the background. The background is animated. It's a cool thing. Um, the only thing that I didn't like about this one is the, in, uh, they removed the eating animation. You know, in, in the arcade and also in the NES version, when you reach in and grab a person or grab something from a building, you actually see him go in his mouth and he chews it up. Uh, yeah. Initially, you sort of see his hand go in front of his yeah, mouth. It's yeah, it's a shame that they took that out. That's really the only, that, that's really my only flaw with this game, to be honest with you. I, yeah, I gotta say, again, having not played this, and I will, Mike, I had a Coco 3 eventually when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did not have this game. Of course, there was no multi-card of Doom. Right. And, and I didn't have it for that long. So I, I don't honestly don't remember uh, this port at all. And so uh, I was not expecting much. And I hadn't seen a ton of Coco 3 exclusive stuff. Mm-hmm. If there was ever a reason for you to go buy a Coco 3 back in the day, this right here is like your poster child for that I couldn't freaking believe this. Mm-hmm. I was blown away with how it looks. Uh, it plays quite well, and uh, it also uh, sticks. It's pretty faithful to the arcade. I mean, as I mean, I'm like you. I went to check out. I thought, man, this is really good. I'm going to check these other ports, and I looked at um, I looked at a lot of different ports, from, including the Spectrum and the Amstrad and the NES. And of course, this got ported to like the Amiga and stuff. Yeah. And I'll, it's funny. Did you notice how many of the ports of this were the the guys looked fat? Oh yeah. And it was dumpy. It, well, I think it was the, the way. Maybe it was the way they were trying to stretch pixels or something. Yeah. But a lot of them just look straight up horrible. Like yeah. the, the Atari ST is an abomination. It's so bad. Some of the the the, yeah. the Atari eight bit. It, it looks like a twenty six hundred game. I mean, there is a twenty six hundred port, which it, obviously which is, works. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, bad. but um, I was surprised. Now another thing that surprised me is that the DOS version of this game it looks quite good. Yeah. And that's funny. I had played that one. The uh but the the winner and I, I think uh I went Let is, me guess before you say it. Okay. Is it gonna be the master it's system? It's the master system. Yeah. yeah. The master system has what I would say is the is your king. That much said and I'm not and you know I'll yes I had a Coco I'm a big Coco fan and I will occasionally probably overrate some of them but but this game is gotta be in at least in the top two or three of the ports. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing that really hampers this one is it runs a little slower than I would like. It could it could go a little bit faster. But listen, it you got three players simultaneous. It's got all the elements that make the game the game. You know, I mean that's important. It actually has the elements that make the game the arcade game. Right. Like they got most of the stuff right now. The way you destroy buildings, it's not quite as authentic as it is in the arcade. Yeah, sometimes I'd have buildings come down, and I wouldn't know why, because I hadn't destroyed them enough. I don't know what was up with and that. And sometimes you can just obliterate a building, right. and it, it looks it like there's no way it defies all the laws of gravity. Mm-hmm. You know, But again, if you played some of these other versions, that's not that uncommon. Uh, this looks like, I mean, this looks like I didn't think you could make these games look. This tells you right here that the potential of the of the three was off the charts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're really looking at something that could 
actually make a pretty darn good game. Yeah. I was really surprised by this one. Uh, what did you not like? Is there anything you didn't like? That I mean, it did seem it did seem a little bit slow, but the original, but Rampage in the arcade is not a really fast moving game. You know, you don't want it to move too fast. Uh, you've got to make several precise movements. One gripe I've had with Rampage in general is that sometimes the buildings aren't quite as sticky as you need them to be. Like if you're trying to climb a building, you really have to line up to it just right to get it yeah. to go up. But that's a gripe I have with arcade the the arcade version too. Um, this game could have used some music. Yeah. It's, it's you know I I know that there is sound in this game, but it it does not appear good. it does not appear on the emulator um, right. when you try and emulate it. It could have used a, a kind I of heard a, that, a but, yeah yeah it could have used a little bebopping track. I would have appreciated it. it is the Coco Three you know it's it's funny I, you're gonna think I'm crazy but because I do this all the time on the spectrum but I played this entirely with the keyboard. And I liked it, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, could you I have can a third, see that? Could you have a third player going there and play with the keyboard? Absolutely, yeah. you could, without, without any problems at all. Uh, you could do it. Uh, but man, uh, this one I was I was tickled pink over this thing. It's super awesome uh, for uh, for something that fits on a, on a cart. I think it was like a uh, I think it was a thirty two k yeah thirty two k. That's you that you got something. So uh, we agree. This is a big thumbs up on this one. Now, I actually looked up, actually, I'm going to give Curtis credit on this one. He linked me up to a couple reviews, actually one review on this one, in Rainbow Magazine. We've talked about Rainbow a few times. It was like the number one Coca magazine, as far as I'm concerned. It was real awesome and thick. They don't give these things scores, but I read the review, and the reviewer was fairly kind to it. But in the end of the day, he said his his uh, judgment was made by his kids. He put his kids on, and he said they got bored in five minutes, it's only it's sort of blah. Well, that that's you know, Rampage is not the greatest arcade game that's ever been created. Man, it's awful fun. I, I will say, you know, Rampage World Tour is which is the sequel to this, which is which is, is which came out like at least ten years yeah, after. But the I mean, original. I'm just saying, it is it takes this game and and goes crazy. It's real fun. This is this is really one of those games that, especially if you're playing it single player, I mean, it's the ultimate one trick pony. Um, but that's not this port's fault. This port is an accurate rendition of Rampage. Now, this game came out in 1989. Yeah. What else was going on in the world of home computers and game consoles in 1989? A heck of a lot more than Rampage. So I can understand why kids might not be over the moon. But in terms of how well does this accurately portray the arcade version, knocks it out of the park. I will say this. Uh, me and my boy played the original Rampage, and we played them both. He loves this game. Yeah, I and when you're playing two-player, it's a lot of fun. I think, yeah, I agree. This is not a game you're going to play by yourself. Mm-hmm. You get at least one other person because, you, for one thing, you're punching each other. Like, Luke loved to hit me in the crotch, and also he loved eating me, which mm-hmm. is something you could do in this when your little naked guy mm-hmm. walks off. Uh, uh, and it's my kid loved it. And, again, the sequel is also an outstanding game. This did get ported to, like, Everything Under the Sun. It was popular. And this kept everything from the arcade version that, that made it fun. So, yeah, I, I think we both get this the big enthusiastic yeah. thumbs Now, let up. me ask you just a general Coco question. Do you think that people by this time, of course, the Coco had been out for almost 10 years, and then we're in the Coco 3 now, were people at this point just conditioned to accept the fact that Coco games were not going to have background music? You know, it's. I think it's... 
the background music or that sort of stuff in general, we I just didn't think about. Yeah, because that's a the, lot yeah. of things didn't have any, of any music like that. Well, it, you know, that's one of the things as we as we play all these different classic computers and things. I realized just how unique the Nintendo console was because every single game had some sort of background music and I was just so conditioned to expect that it's so remarkable to me that so many of these games from the same time period on other platforms just had no music. Well let me say this too neither one of us came from a C64 background Mm -hmm. and they had some awesome tunes. Very true. And so I'm sure if a C64 person uh, would were asked that question, be like, "Oh man, this and this and that." Yeah. They all had great music, and we're and so we, you know, the Coco is not known. The Coco, as we came across, can play some good tunes. Yeah, well, but, Curtis just brought up a good point too. The Coco has no sound chip, yeah. so yeah, that that the, that really the Coco, hurts. It. The Coco can play a decent tune. Mm-hmm. It's no C sixty four. That's for darn sure. Right. I mean, it can play good tune, but I think part of it's just the limitations of the, of this cartridge size, mm-hmm. and part of it's probably the limitations of uh, of the overall fi- power. I'm sure this game. Tax the cocoa t- to its uh, ends. Yeah. Did we get any? Uh, did we get any uh, listener reviews on this one? Uh, we did. We did. I will pull them up here. Um, we got a review from the one and only Graham W. Vebke, and he says, "I'm not a huge Rampage fan, but I know this game is well loved, and I do find it a fun game to play. Many previous home computer ports have been poor, especially the major letdown of those two different C64 <laughs> versions that were available." This is by far the best 8-bit home computer port of the game I've found. Mm. It plays like the arcade version, looks great for a home port too. And the sound is decent as well. It's a little slower, and while you might find that frustrating, it can also be an advantage depending on your opinion. Out of all the ports, I only prefer the amazing Master System port over this one. There so I highly recommend you play this one if you own a Coco 3. 8 out of 10. Yeah. Thank you, Graham. Yeah, I, you know, he mentioned that this was the best 8-bit computer version. And of course, the master's not being a computer. He may be on something. I mean, uh, this was a huge surprise to me. It's another one. Uh, I get it. I like it. Uh, I like seeing these games I never saw before because I, I know that I'm not looking at them with with uh, nostalgia. Yeah. You know, and there and I, I really I really enjoyed this. I did look this up on eBay, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got uh, uh, the cartridge up for, and these are all on sale currently: twenty-seven bucks, sixty bucks, eighty bucks, and forty-five bucks. Not a cheap game. And I will say, this game looks like one of the ones it did have. Like, it didn't have that standard Coco game. It actually had a like sleeve and stuff on it, so it's a little more fancy mm, than to get this. It didn't one. just have the window. Right, right. Let's talk about Cashman, Aaron. Now this one. This is another sweet, sweet surprise, but because. Uh, you, you ever play a game and then forget it exists? Well, I did. So when when Cashman came up, I was like, I remember that. And I was thinking, I was thinking Bagot Man. That's what I was thinking, mm. which is the Bagman clone. And then this beautiful thing came into view, and I'd totally forgotten about this game. And I'm kicking myself because this is like a game that's, it's like they said, let's make a game for Amigo Aaron. And bam, it so shall it be. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the Cash Man. Now I did a little background on this thing just to see the guys that did it. So Cash Man was authored by uh, Bill Dunleavy and Doug Freyer. Now we uh, mentioned Bill a couple weeks ago. He was responsible for Time Bandit. Remember Time Bandit? Oh yeah. So I, I was like, I was looking to see if these guys did anything else that I would know about. Well, guess what? 
uh, and I and I've got uh, uh, our the Huck to thank for having researched the Dick Smith System 80. These guys both, uh, Doug and Bill, worked on Systems 80 slash TRS 80 games on that platform. Now, you'll recall that uh, Time Bandit came from the TRS 80 Model 1, 2, and 3, that arena, mm-hmm. before it came to the Coco. And uh, these guys did some games on there. In fact, they did some together. They worked on a game called Assault. They worked on a game together called Cyborg. Uh, Doug worked on a game called Fury. And they both worked on a game called Jovion. So if you're looking to get into some uh, Bill Dunleavy and Doug Frayer gameage, uh, I recommend you go and get that Dick Smith or that TRS-80 emulator and go pick this game, these games out. You can find them. If you Google them, they'll come up. They're on that, one of those compilation discs and, or a couple of them, and you can grab them. Uh, this was published by Computer Shack, which eventually became uh, Mitchtron. Uh, and they were responsible for a couple games we've covered, including Outhouse, that me and Brent covered on uh, our uh, uh, ARG Fantastic game. A fantastic game. And also Time Bandit. And one of these days, we'll probably get to cover Outhouse on this show because oh, there's man. a Cocoa version. I can't wait. Uh, so I looked this up uh, to see. I had to find out exactly what this cost and what it was on. This was released in July of 83. Uh, you could buy brand new. You could get the cassette for 28 bucks, But if you wanted the disc, you had to pay you 30 bucks. The big money. Uh, this is this will run any of the Cocos with 32k of memory, and uh, you um, are good to go. So, I'm guessing you never played this one either. No. Right? So, what is the Cash Man? Well, let me tell you. Have you heard of a little game called Jump Man? <laughs> I have, have heard, heard of, of Jump, Jump Man. Man. Yes. Uh, uh, Jump Man uh, was a game that you know I'm a big fan. I think you are too. Yeah, I uh, love Jump Man. Uh, and it's uh, one of the eight bit like staples mm-hmm. it was on all it was on atari apple you know Commodore 64 is everywhere coleco vision had the uh, jumpman jr uh so doug and bill said let's we'll, let's see what we can do here now this game came out in 83 i don't know exactly when, what year jumpman i think jumpman may have came out the same year so it's close okay as to which one of these, I, and I didn't, to be honest, I didn't research that as to which one was, was out first, but they're both similar. And I would wager since they were released so closely together that they probably were developed independently of each other without any sort of real, and really, they're not, they're not entirely the same by any stretch of imagination. So, Cash Man's a simple game. You're a man, and what do you need, Boat? Cash. Cash money. Yeah. That's right. And so, you've got to navigate uh, over 45 levels of cash grab action mm-hmm. now uh the game is a platform single screen platform game where you play as a cash man and you're running around getting money symbols and the platforms are a variety of things which we'll get into and you are continuously hounded uh by a a, a dude at the top of the screen dropping uh little things that eventually will develop into eggs that can be birds or they can be cats also you know and the cats uh, will hurt you if they hit you, uh, and you have a you have a what I would say is a, an ample hit point bar, that so you can take quite a few hits before you. Is go that down. okay? I didn't realize if that was a hit point bar or if that was like your men in the bottom of the screen. Well, it's it doesn't I'm matter. Pretty, yeah, I mean it's just one is the same as the other. Yeah. It's a long bar that when you die you lose a dot on. Right. Eventually you lose all your dots. Right. Um, you play as either the sheik or the sailor. This game has. Uh, 
two-player simultaneous co-op play, mm-hmm. or I guess it's co-op. Or I guess you're out for yourself. Well, yeah, it's competitive. <clears throat> you can there there the two different characters are the Sheik, uh, which I is the blue guy, blue-hatted guy with orange shoes, or the Sailor, which is the white-hatted guy with blue shoes. Mm-hmm. All right, and you get to play as one of the two of them. Uh, which is awesome. It depends on which joystick port you're no, using. No functional differences in the players. They None that I'm yeah. aware of. Um, so, as I mentioned, you have to go through these platforms and grab all the cash. Sounds simple. Uh, at the beginning of the game, it presents you with a way to choose how you want to play the game. Uh, and it gives you basically which what levels you want to start on. You've got your easy levels. Then you've got your, what are they called, the super jump levels. Then you've got your sort of expert levels. Then you've got no jump levels. And then you've got the what they call the puzzle levels. So you've got like, and, and they're divided into like X amount of levels each. So if you start at the very beginning and you get through all the easy levels, you're going to move right into the super jump levels. Uh, and, and if you just pick super jump, you'll just start where the super jump levels would start. Right. It's a good way to play uh, because it allows you effectively to skip past certain levels just to see what else is out there even if you're not good enough to get past them. I love the way that this game did level selection. Yeah, this is this is the way you do it. Manic Miner, take note. Well, now listen, this is a different sort of game. Yeah, it's a Miner. fun sort of well, game. Well, we're, listen, you're killing Manic Miner. So, um, what do you do in this game aside from get cash? Well, you avoid cats. And now, you know... <laughs> of course, I, I mean... We... Can you explain to me what what the heck's going on at the top of the screen with this thing. Okay. Because I didn't see a backstory for this. I'm the, sure someone knows what, but I don't know what I it is. I created a backstory in my mind. Let's hear what it is. Okay. Because there's a thing that rides across the top of the screen like a little gondola, and it just drops stuff. Right. Okay, so you are the cash man. Yeah. Okay. That's as far as I got. That's it? No, I always pictured the the gondola that you speak of as being sort of like a reverse crane in a crane machine. Right, yeah. And, and so the, the crane is dropping things on you. Yeah. And these are points. And you can get extra points by collecting these things, okay? Yeah. Then you've got your bird. And your yep. bird's flying around. And your bird comes from eggs. Yeah. So if you catch one of the eggs before it hatches, it becomes a projectile. Yeah. Sort of Mr. Do-like yeah, projectile. Yeah. yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can have a lot of fun throwing that thing around and hitting monkeys with it yeah. okay now the bird is not your enemy the bird is your friend you can leap to the bird and the bird will carry you much like the winged eagle in lord of the rings talking about christopher lee earlier yeah and uh it will carry you to a different part of the level however the bird is also your enemy because sometimes the, you will leap upon the bird without meaning to and be carried to a part of the level you do not wish or to sometimes go it just swoop down where you're at and yeah. you're gone yeah and it's usually right when you're getting ready to get the money right but the bird does not kill you no you know and so there in this game there is no fall damage you can jump the controls are in this sort of classic jump man loosey-goosey style half, yeah yeah but you yeah. gotta have them like that oh yeah yeah absolutely um did you say monkeys i thought those were cats These i are- call those monkeys they look like the monkeys from kangaroo okay they do sort of, but they've, they've got four legs. And like Monkeys legs, have four and, legs. And a tail. And a tail, like a monkey. But that doesn't look like a monkey to me. I think it's a cat. Okay. I'm going with cat. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, this game offers, like you said, a... Um, you can you can choose from any any of the sort of starting levels within the greater scheme of things. You can't choose level by level, but you can kind of get a general idea. 
I love the way that the difficulty ramped up because yep. the first couple levels I was zooming through, I was feeling great about myself. And I played all the way up until the middle of the second Super level. Jump. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to jump ahead to the expert level. So I jumped ahead to the most difficult level. They weren't kidding. Those are for experts. But you could actually beat some. Like I went to all the different, I went to every different plateau of levels, and I could always beat a couple at least the early ones. I just I I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't do it. I will say this game is like several different games because the no jump levels those are you really have to think about it. It's jump man with no jumping. Mm Mm-hmm. And so well, and, and, it's all about strategically falling right, to where you need right. to be. Which I, thought was, which I thought was great. It was a way to set themselves apart. Curtis did point out that Jumpman did come first. Um, and uh, the, uh, the fact that the first level you don't jump, it's like, hey, we're not just a Jumpman clone. We're doing something different here. I will tell you that it was funny. I, I'd forgotten the fact that you could jump in later levels, and I was cursing the fact, and I was trying to do up for jump. The Amiga has conditioned me for up for jump for some, yeah, I forgot it was button for one. jump, yeah. Yeah, now, let's rewind for a minute here. Okay. Because I should mention, I didn't mention this earlier. This actually got released on something called the Sanyo MBC 550. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? No. I want to mention that. And also this works on the Dragon 32, and this also has a different screen mode that you can hit and it actually makes this into a sort of a, a different it's a I think it's for monitor compatibility but it changes the color palette okay did you turn I, I didn't see that and it just you would basically never want to play with that no palette, it was hideous but, but it still it, it was there for a, for a reason okay um, this game has a lot of different things that there are aside that Jumpman doesn't have straight up you've got conveyor belts You've got uh, things that shoot you up in the air. Um, they're all like forced trampolines. There's also these things called zappers. Zappers are basically like when you go into them, they just get they hurt you. Mm. You know, so it's like uh, sort of like a spike pit that you can, but you go through it basically. It's got all kinds of different ladders, uh, ropes, and chains that you climb yep. on. Of course, you've got all the different uh, platforms and whatnot. It's got, by the way, the uh, if you look at the opening title screen that has all this stuff listed. What's that say right there for that monkey? What's that say? It's, it says, well, it's spelled it with a K. It says cat. It's a, it's a certain kind of monkey it's that's called the cat it's monkey. It's a cat, y'all. Everything in this is spelled cool guy style. That cat is true. with a K, bird with a Y. They should have put the cash man with the S as a dollar sign to yeah, complete it. There you go. Um, so the various trampolines and, and, and the laser grids, it makes this game awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like Jumpman... That's on like mega roid. I yeah. mean, it makes it this. This is very good. Now, mm-hmm. I had forgotten about this game, and I'm kicking myself, like I mentioned. But I, when I played this, I was having such a good time. I thought to myself, I, I want to hear what Boat says about this game because I don't know. I was very nostalgic when I played. This. I almost, I was almost weeping because it'd been so long. I'd forgotten about it. It was mm-hmm. like finding a lost treasure, and. I thought I want to get, see if Boat likes this as much as I do because you know I love this stuff and I, I'm, it sounds like you liked it as much as I, I did. You know, you have to put yourself in the mindset of you're playing this kind of game. This game, the controls of this game 
are are different than a modern you know platform game the way that you jump you don't sort of jump as much as you just kind of take flight yeah. you know across the screen yeah but the fact that there's no fall damage you know that you can you can try jumps and if you fail you just get back up and go again the thing that i the thing that i don't like about games like manic miner or not i'm sorry uh, uh minor 2049 and bounty bob is that they have that same kind of loosey-goosey jump but you get punished for it and in this game you don't get punished you get rewarded the bird picks you up and carries you around you're flying around you're feeling good i don't think i actually i think minor fortnite's got pretty tight controls i'll be honest with you. I, don't, I don't agree with you on that but the loosey-goosey of this that that's what makes the game I will say that you are not as free falling as this. It's not as loose as Jumpman. Jumpman, you can sort of do. This guy sometimes it's difficult to get him to fall the way you want. Yeah. Uh, you have to. You can't just leap off the ladders like a maniac. You sort of have to go to the kind of like to the top. And but they they've got everything set up. You got to think this is a forty-five plus level. Mm -hmm. Okay. They say there are forty-five. That they say there's hidden levels. Mm -hmm. I, there you go. And I looked on Curtis's site, and it, it was the same thing. Like we don't know exactly what all is here. So chances are there are secrets in this game that were never revealed to everybody. Right. Uh, but the uh, they are so radically different, and they are so creative. And these levels aren't like uh, levels that just a, a jerk put down. I mean, mm. someone was a you had a, a no, I wouldn't say it's a manic minor level of evil, but there was some pretty good evil. There's going tricky on. stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's, it's just I wouldn't say that it's not tricky. I just say it's more forgiving. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a big win here. It's also got that ca uh, the time you can see the time bandit guys touch on mm. this because it's the graphics and also the title screen is very much like Time Bandit. Uh, basically, anything this guy touched with Coco was solid gold money. I and mean, this is another winner. Now, how, how did you uh, how did you like this as compared to Time Bandit? Do you have a, I mean, is this boy? You know, they're so different. This is got to so be different. for me. This is amongst the best things we've played so far on the Coco. I liked things about Time Bandit more. Uh, this game is a bit more abstract than Time Bandit is. Uh, I, That's I, what makes it good. Yeah, it's almost a little bit of like there's a little bit of like Bruce Lee in here. Yeah, with the climbing. There's yeah, a little bit of Jumpman in here. Yeah, the missile weapon is. I mean, it's hard to use, but, but it it's, comes it's in handy. The, in the fact that it's there at all is so cool. I don't know. I can't pick a favorite between this and Time Bandit. They're just too different. I liked them both. I wish Time Bandit had the multiplayer. That this goes now. This is a game. It's like I said. I'd forgotten all about this until I loaded it up. But me and the, and the Brent and me and my buddies from back they would sit around and play this game, and would get well into it. You know, I love the fact that it's got a multiplayer element, uh, and it's a, uh, it's just a unique game. This is I, I look at this sort of like I looked at Yeti. It's just a why I love games that are wacky climbing games, and they just seem to violate all the rules. Mm -hmm. Let's just put part of a ladder here. Right. Let's make invisible stuff here. Mm -hmm. You know, it just let's just have. I, I will. The, if this game has a flaw that I don't like, it's that the enemy, which are the cats, mostly the cats, they are they literally they don't climb, they don't jump, they just literally kind of go around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, mm -hmm. They're they're difficult to tell where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. It would be more of a detriment if you didn't have the the bar that had so much lives or health. Mm -hmm. But that's one thing I don't like that is the way the enemies travel. But you can get past. That's not the worst, right? You know. So I love I love this one. I, I'd say it's a big. I'm a big fan. Um, I did find some reviews on this one. The over at the Coco Review Place I go to the Ice People reviews. They gave this one an A minus. They loved it. Uh, Rainbow again. They didn't give a uh, a uh, 
score, but the guy, to summarize, his summary was, Cash Man is one fun game, buy it. That's a pretty good endorsement. Yeah. Hot Cocoa, which is another uh, Cocoa magazine, re- reviewed this, and their basic the basic gist of it was, it's too easy, and no, it's not as much fun unless you have two people playing. Mm. So I don't agree with that. Do we get any? Uh, do we get any listener reviews on this? No one? listener reviews on this one. So uh, we'll have to. Uh, and of course, if you want to leave a listener review uh, and you are a Patreon supporter of the Coco Show, you can on the Coco Show Reviews uh, channel of our server. And uh, if you played some games, uh, if if there's a game that we played before and you want to leave a review after the fact, we're open to that too. So feel free to do that. You know, this is this is the kind of game. You know, we're both big eight bit fans. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of eight bit glorious love that I love, and I think I, you're the same. Oh way, yeah, yeah. You know? This 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 is a total nostalgia trip because I played games like this on the Atari eight bit all the time. This we is have, yeah. We've had a spontaneous review from Curtis. It's awesome. <laughs> so there you go. Now you, what is this? You told me to remind you about this voicemail. Yeah. So we we got a voicemail. It's actually been a couple of weeks since we've recorded. So I want to play this. This comes to us from Terry Allen Steen. All right. Let's hear this thing. Hey guys, I was just listening to your uh, podcast where you did the uh, time bandits, and you were talking about uh, systems and adaptation. And I would recommend uh, go ahead and get yourself a switcheroo and a uh, SCART converter that makes the best picture. Uh, if not, there's also uh, Coco VGA, which is out there. If you jump onto Discord and look for Coco Talk, you'll find all these subjects in there. And uh, appreciate what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Thanks. Thanks very much, Terry. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, that Coco VGA. You've got a Coco Three. You could jump all over that. I'm happy with uh, what I've got. I'll yeah. be honest with you. You know, neither one of us are real graphics snobs. We've never bought special equipment for RGB. If it's got composite, it's good enough for me. I buy special equipment to make the video look worse. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but thank you, Terry. We appreciate it. And if you if anybody out there would like to leave us a voicemail, you can do that from Anchor.fm/slash The Coco Show. We need more. We need more voicemail. Yeah. We never get any voice. You know, Flack had that uh, mail, that voice line forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he got more than like one. Ma- I sent him one. He didn't play it. So I shouldn't have cussed so much, I guess. But uh, 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 I would love to get, I love hearing people to call in. That's great. I love oh, that. That's awesome. And Curtis informs us in the chat that Terry is a Coco Games developer from back in the day. There you go. Yeah. And I believe the switcheroo, and Curtis, you can back me up on this. Is that one of the items that comes out of uh, Australia? I think there's a fellow down there that does a bunch of uh, a, a, a bunch of crazy uh, stuff down there. While I'm thinking about it, I also want to uh, mention this again because I get I get a lot of information. If you if you want to check out uh, Curtis's tremendous Coco game site, you can get linked in there if you go to www.lcurtisboyle. That's L C U R T I S B O Y L E dot com. It's the place to be. He's the number one gaming guy on all the web, and he's one of our good buddies. Awesome, awesome. Um, and Curtis says the switcheroos from Coco Man in the USA. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, I do want to let everybody know that we tape the show live every Friday on twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. You can join in the fun in the chat like uh, L. Curtis B. himself. Ed Van Helland is here. 
Pixels at Dawn Gaming doing a great job with the with the mod. Uh, Ricky DeRocher's here. Thank you guys so much for being with us, Picard 2010. The ever-present. That's right, yeah. the ever-present. Um, and, of course, um, if you are hearing the show for the first time on our Amigos uh, RSS podcast feed, uh, welcome. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. And uh, we always welcome feedback at feedback at thecocoshow.com. Is that really true? Did we really get the CocoShow.com? We got it all. Yeah. We got it all. It's an amazing feedback. URL. Make it great feedback. It's not. You it's the CocoShow.net. Feedback at the CocoShow.net, I'm pretty Close sure. Close enough. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. Did I write that anywhere? I don't know. I don't have that on my notes. Are you telling me this is live? <laughs> this is recorded live? Surely uh, you let it this part. All right. So I uh, want to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, Jeff Landreth, Graham Vebke, Wing Chun Wolf, cool. and Curtis Boyle. Thank you so much for supporting The Coco Show. We really appreciate it. Fine, folks. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash thecocoshow. Yeah. All right, Aaron, we will be back in a couple weeks with a new episode.